And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the USA. I'm sorry, around the planet. Sorry, America and the USA are the same thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. Remember the whole thing is we shouldn't call ourselves America? Yeah. Right? I remember doing that story a couple of weeks ago. Uh Somebody was upset because it's like, there's other Americas. No, there's not. And, and and I forgot what the woke explanation was on all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, here we are. He's Eric Carley. I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And if you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want. Sorry, I was looking at point spreads for this weekend. So yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do you got? Uh, or what? What? Where's Where's the over or the under or the over under or? The I'm under, just. Over. I'm just. I you know I I I'm not a big one. I don't bet. And I think one of the dumbest things is when they get all the experts on, what do you think the final score is going to be? Well, I think it's going to be 23 to 19. I believe it's going to be 25 to 17. Oh, I believe it's going to be 22 to 21, but the other team is going to win. Yeah, right. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's why you play the game. Nobody really, nobody really knows. But uh, just looking at the divisional games here, mm. and, you know, in the AFC, I mean, you, you look at, you look at Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo which always are viewed as the top three. They've all had stinker games. Yeah, right. They've all had they've all had bad games. I don't know. You know, Kansas City plays at, at uh, or Jacksonville plays against Kansas City, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence brought Jacksonville back that huge victory last week after being down 27 nothing. But uh, I just, you know, playing in Kansas City, <laughs> that's, that's, that's tough for, you know, somebody who's still relatively new for the NFL. Uh, and then, you know, I look at Philadelphia, the New York Giants. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, Philadelphia is, Philadelphia is, you know, they've got a seven and a half point, you know, uh, they're seven and a half point favorites. And in, in Philadelphia, yeah, you'd think they would win. Buffalo and Cincinnati, I've no idea. No idea. You know, <laughs> am I rooting for Buffalo? Yes. Do I have any idea who's going to win? Nope. That game, I have no, I really have, the two games I have no idea on, because I have no idea 
how good Cincinnati is when they go up against Buffalo, and I have no idea how good Buffalo will be going up against Cincinnati. They didn't have that game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. I, I just, I don't know. You know, Buffalo's favored by five and a half, but that's because Cincinnati's offensive line has been decimated. Buffalo has had more injuries probably than any other team this year, and they're the healthiest they've been now. So I don't know. I just don't know. I guess, you know, I guess you could say if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, they might, you know, they might be okay. Who knows? But that game, I don't know. I can't tell you. And then uh, San Francisco at Dallas, I don't know. I can't tell you. Brock Purdy's a new, you know, he hasn't lost a game, but he's just been inserted in, you know, what, uh, what, seven games ago, whatever, six games ago, he's won every game. I don't know how good Dallas is. Dallas, one week, will stink. And the next week, you're like, oh, wow, who are these guys? So, yeah, I really don't know on any of them. It's the playoffs. And I just, uh, you know, I look at it, I'm like, I guess that's the good thing, too, because it'll make people watch. You don't know. Yeah, you know? right. So, yeah, I, you know, I won't be watching. I'll watch the highlights after. Yeah, I'll, I'll, they're, they're Saturday and Sunday games, so mm-hmm. so you can watch on a you can watch on a Saturday. Um, no, I got things. No, I got things yeah. too. I do the things while the game is on. You can take. No, you, actually, I'll be in my car. You yeah. can you can take the game anywhere you want to go. No, you can't. The radio, you can. You have to uh, have the will to do that. <laughs> you don't have the will. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't care to do that. No, I'll be... um, yeah, I. Uh, it's no, exciting. We've got play. some uh, family issues going on, oh. and um, <clears throat> so I, I put all three of uh, uh, three of my four adult children in timeout. Uh, we're going to deal with that. <laughs> <this week. laughs> they, they they need some time to think about what they've done. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, here's what I'll say. Good luck. <laughs> uh, it's fun. I like, I like the, uh, I like the playoffs. It's the, the do or die is always, is always yeah. fascinating. Yeah. In well, it, but, and I really don't, I mean, I have, you know, maybe most years I could sit there and go, well, I think this team's going to win the Super Bowl. I have no idea. I don't have any idea. And I don't yeah. use the old, you know, a lot of people. Well, it's going to be my team. I've no idea. You right. Know, I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a realist. Do I cheer for my team? Yes. <laughs> Do you hope for your team? Yes. But the mm-hmm. this is tough to this is tough to. Uh, it's really a tough one to figure out. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be, it'll be fun. Otherwise, then what's our what's any bad weather across the country? I haven't even paid attention here. I it's been it's been nice here. All the times. <laughs> Relatively well, nice. Yeah. Uh, I saw there was a weather system over Ohio yesterday that they... Yep. And they I know they had a moderate risk for uh, some severe weather um, as the day went on. That risk was kind of in- increasing from low risk to, to moderate risk. But I think the, the one thing we're looking at is uh, here lately it's been unusually warm in much of the country uh you know aside from the floods out west uh, i think one of the big stories has been how warm it's been for much of the country and we're right there in that uh in that category yeah it's been it's, a very mild winter yeah it's been it's been wonderful yeah it really really you know it, it's been a except for right around christmas 
but other than that, it's been just. It's no, been, I keep I keep looking at the extended forecast, yeah. thinking, okay, there's going to be a turn, right? There's going to be we're going to, okay, look out for it because here it comes big cold spell. Now, what is it next week? Uh, Tuesday, they may have to close schools because we're going to have a high of only of forty seven, and at night it's going to get near freezing. I know. I saw that. It's it may may have to shut down schools, but well, it's you know for for me, and I've been in Texas now twenty two years. You get to January, and all you're saying, all you're thinking is, get us through the middle of February. Get Mm -hmm. us through the middle of February. So every day you're looking. I don't know if you do this, but I look at the long range forecast that extends out two weeks, and you're like, what's the next day? Okay, we're okay. Looks like we're okay for that. Still into the fifties and sixties. I mean, yeah. It just doesn't, you know, beyond that, I mean, we could get into mid-February and maybe there's a no. cold spell, but, no. you know. No, I gotta, I've got to get to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got to go. And, well, you got uh, great weather for it uh, for the most part, so. I don't. Th- I can't go this weekend, but I want to go next weekend. Yeah, all right. So, and I think, is it ne- next weekend the last weekend? I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. One, two. Three. But you've got the weather. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I got to go see my buddy Buck Taylor. Yeah. I got to see him. See, I haven't picked up any of his. Someone posted on Facebook the other day. They were talking about him. And, and uh, oh, no, somebody, one of the, I think the Forward Star Telegram did a did a piece on Buck being there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, his, and, his, and a friend of and his ours, art. a mutual uh, friend of ours, also posted a picture with him on Facebook. So, yeah. I oh, really? That. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got I haven't I haven't seen him in a couple of years and so I got to go by and say say hi and and I did put some on Facebook somebody posted it and so I did uh, I have you know one of his prints uh, on my fireplace yeah big picture right. on the on the fireplace so I I did put that on there and go I'm looking up at my I said this is really amazing I look at the Facebook post I see Buck I look up and here's what I see and it's one of his one of I think his more well known uh, portraits so yeah basically the farm hand out with the cattle right <laughs> and it's funny because with the frame and everything else it was a little expensive mm. and i wouldn't have bought it but it was my buddy jerry mm. he was visiting from florida mm-hmm. and when he got to meet buck the first time he's like buck 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 for this and so he sat there and he goes you need to buy this you're buying it you're buying it he puts it in my hand you're buying it peer pressure right. oh it was total it was total peer pr- i probably would not have bought it and i'm so happy that i bought it yeah because right. it fits, you know, you, you come into my house and you're like, when you look up at the fireplace, you go, oh, Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you think. You go, right. Texas. And it's because right. the frame. In case you don't know where you are. Yeah. In case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, the frame is the frame is just the most amazing frame for a picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, no. So I got to do that. Uh, Taylor right. Sheridan might be out there at some point buying horses or cattle for the four sixes or selling. I told He's you. actually actively involved in all of that. I know. I told you it was the last time I saw Buck when I was there. He just, when I walked up, he goes, oh, wait, look. Oh, I don't see him. I go, what? He goes, Taylor Sheridan was just here. I want you to meet him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to meet him. <laughs> I don't, I think there are, I think my theory is up to six Taylor Sheridans. Oh, somebody there are. I I think he has cloned himself 
Yeah, with I all think the- he's got five other clones. There's no way in the world he has that much time. But I was like, yeah, Buck, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I could be an extra in one of his in one of his projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get me out of this stinking radio job with Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get me, right. Get me there. I, I could be. Yeah, you'd fit right right there in a ranch scene. This is where I have to fake it completely. Yeah. Now, I, if if I go, I didn't even think about it. I guess I could go today or or tomorrow. I just mm-hmm. didn't think about it. But that means I have to get my costume out. Yeah, right. Yeah. My, my and it would be a black cowboy hat, right? right? Black because mm-hmm. it is January still. And I've got to find. I got to. Oh, I got it somewhere. I've got to find my official. See, you're paying attention. That's that right there is the first clue. What you're paying attention to. What time of year you wear black or white? <laughs> Cowboys don't care. <laughs> so, so at that point on, every yeah, it's yeah. I've no. got three pair of cowboy boots, and they're the most uncomfortable things. I actually have, I have these half boots that you can't tell; they only go halfway up. I don't, even, I can't remember where I got it, but I have three pair of the most beautiful boots you can appear. Yeah, and I, I can't. They just bothered the daylights out of me. And you also just said most beautiful boots. So that right there along. Yeah. No, my regular, my regular boots. I have one pair mm. that I don't know where I got it. Like, it's like if you lift the pants up, they, but they look just like boots, but they're the most comfortable. Look, I'm old. My feet hurt. I got arthritis. My boots are comfortable and they're worn in They're yeah, They look great. I mean, they feel great too. So I'd have to wear, I'd have to wear mine in, but my arthritis in my okay. I'm going to stop now. Yeah, see, it's a Friday, and I'm I'm yeah. an old man complaining about my aches and pains. Yeah, yeah, cowboys don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> part of it. What do they say if you have pain? Not play through it. What is it? What's it? Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah, yeah. just walk it off. Right. Walk it off. Right. So. Well, I mean, that's, you know, go, going back to the day in the other Cowboys, you know, guys like Walt Garrison and back in the day in, oh, in the yeah. NFL, you know, tape the thumb back on <laughs> and get back on the field. Because that's what a real actual Cowboy would do. Uh, I broke my thumb. You need some tape. What are you going to cry? You know who I feel like more and more? Hmm. You ever see North Dallas 40? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The beginning when Nick Nolte is in bed and his alarm gets, goes off. Yeah. And he can hardly get out of bed. Yeah. No, actually, that was perfect casting for that role. But th- that that scene depicted what you and I have seen in actual former NFL players in, in the hallways of, of, you know. Oh, yeah. In, in we, real we life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seen, the, I mean, they looked. Like they were in a lot of pain walking down the hallway. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, that was but a that's what I depiction. That's yeah. what I feel like once in a while right. when, yeah. when I work out. Right. I, I, I always that I picture in my mind when I'm getting up. I go, oh, and you're making noises. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I think go right back to the Nick Nolte scene. Yeah. You can find. In fact, if opening scene of North Dallas Forty, just go to YouTube and it, it's right there. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I just love that scene where he's like, uh, and he's like moving his arm around and yeah. trying to get everything back. Right. In its socket, it's like yeah, oh right. <laughs> the only thing is, I never played professional football. You've never been hit by a linebacker, <laughs> no. right? Eight six six ninety red eye.
Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Have your electrical system checked by a certified technician. If your vehicle begins to shut down electrical loads like radios and cab lights while in operation, this is a surefire sign that you're experiencing low battery voltage and continuing to run on these conditions can lead to additional electrical systems shutting down. This report brought to you by Lubrifiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE, if uh, you would like to get into the show uh, uh, today. Coming up here, Biden says no regrets over classified document discovery uh, handling, saying nothing there. Wow. Again, we had said the White House, through Corrine Jean-Pierre, had made it clear that we're taking the fifth, The president did that yesterday. That was amazing. It's it's so bad. And there's no chance of it improving because of the nature of Joe Biden. You're not going to tell him what to do, Jack. Hey, listen, I'm following everything my lawyers say. There's no there there. And that question's going to come up. This isn't going away because every time they answer a question, every time they reply to a question, not answer, but every time they reply, they open up another question. It would be one thing if the the uh, special prosecutor, her, came out, you know, whenever it's going to be, and said, okay, uh, our conclusion is there's no there there. But... <laughs> You're the guy we're all looking at. You don't get to determine if there's a there there. The fact that the DOJ (laughs) essentially had to (laughs) appoint a special prosecutor tells us there quite possibly could be a there there. So you don't get to say that. That's but that's Joe Biden. Ah, There's no there there. Dude, the special prosecutor was just assigned a week before he said that. Well, it was I, a week to the day before, uh, the, after the special prosecutor was assigned, that he says, there's no there that that's, you don't, you're not the, no, no. Well, then I would ask this question because this would be the first question I asked. He said there's no there there mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing there. Well, there was something there and there was something there that just, you had documents that were in the house. So the documents have been separated. Yeah. So right. that means somebody in the Biden family or somebody associated very close to the Biden family move those into the house. And by there's no there there, where where would you be talking about? Is it there there the office or there there the garage 
or they're there inside the house, <laughs> Mr. Biden. Which there are we talking about? Which they're there, where, where they're there. This is I, this is insanely bad. And stop mentioning your lawyers. I'm doing everything my lawyers tell me. That's not. That's not what you want to hear from public service. What you want to hear is we're cooperating fully with the Department of Justice and the National Archives. And we didn't know about this, whatever. But to continually refer to the lawyers, the White House counsel, and and your own personal lawyers is, I'm taking the fifth. Right. McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Just reading here, I just happened to be reading this and I just found it too funny. Charles Cook National Review uh, <laughs> about Ivan <laughs> Provorov, mm. the uh, the National Hockey League uh, uh, player who uh, just, uh, he wouldn't wear the, uh, you know, the NHL pride jersey. By the way, the NHL gives you the option to do it. You know, it's not required that you do it. You have the mm. option to do it. Mm. But it's like, in the future, everyone will remember where they were the day mm. that an NHL player said nothing. I was at home when the news first broke. And like many others, I simply couldn't believe what I wasn't hearing. In my shock and in my horror, my mind went chaotically between urgent questions How does one write down what Provorov was conveying by declining to participate in the Philadelphia Flyers LGBT uh, Pride event? Mm. It just goes on with that, talking about the fact that the insanity over the fact that he said nothing. (laughs) And as we've said, the the, the problem is, and, and, oh, we did tell. Uh, the LGBTQ back then that allowing a T uh, would create a liberal circular firing squad. We, how long ago was that? Ten years, at least. Yeah, we told that to the liberal LG, LGBTQ back then. Yeah, we said, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" Why? Because now, you know, you have these supporters come out and say, well, he must do it. You must wear the ribbon. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Seinfeld again. Mm -hmm. But you must, and and this is the thing where you must not tolerate or even accept. You must vocally support. Excuse me. You must vocally celebrate. And we went through this on yesterday's yeah, show right. and said, well, you better watch out because the LGBTQ are absolute misogynists and against all women's rights. The liberal mm. LGBTQ. Right. They are a bunch of misogynist women haters who wish to deny opportunity for women. How dare the NHL support that? You want to play the game? We'll play the game all day. Let's go back and forth with that. Oh, it's easy. 
And, you know, over and over again, they they lose. And you're seeing a greater resistance. Uh, we were asking for the longest time. Where are the women that are going to stand up? And you had very few. Yeah. You're now getting them. You're now it's not in the traditional women's rights movements at all. Right. It's the it's the women that are finally coming out uh, from the, you know, ex-college athletes Mm -hmm. that are finally coming out. But the uh, when we when we talk about the whole liberal transgender activist movement, whoever thought that men. That men could shut down in an insane mindset that men claiming that they're biological women simply because they said so could absolutely defeat and shut down the liberal women's rights movement in this country. Yep. I mean, feminists were set aside. Yeah. Well, remember. (laughs) Remember in 2016, the first, you know, not the first, but the, it, it was it was the most vocal with all the the pink hats representing <laughs> yeah the march yeah yeah the with with the pink hats in 20 when Trump was elected mm-hmm. and the unity mm-hmm. based on we are women and the imagery that we are women because of the biological sexual organs mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. to the second year when there was this huge split because not all women have pink hats. <laughs> well, the first year they were wearing science on their head, and the second year, how dare you bring science and wear it on your head? <laughs> exactly. That was, and at that point, you said, "There's going to be a problem." Oh, it's it's coming. It's here we go, and it's inevitable. And by the way, I don't mean to brag, but we gave this warning years ago. If you've been a long-time listener to Red Eye, you know we said this. And I, you know, I, I, it's almost to the point of uh, it's in my mind that if a man can be a woman, whenever a man says he can be a woman, then there are no women's rights anymore. It's gone. It's history. It's exactly what happened. We called it years ago that it was going to happen. We just thought that the women's rights movement would stand up and they crumbled to the will of the man. They crumbled to when the man speaks, you shut up and you submit to the man. The liberal women's rights movement just collapsed. Why? Because the man said so. Give up your position on the team to a man. And then you pretend, then you must join the delusional world that because you say you are a biological female, Mm -hmm. that makes you a biological female. Mm -hmm. You people are insane. Yeah. And then the next excuse comes in. Yeah, but when you say things like that, you may hurt their feelings and they'll commit suicide. That was the next argument, was it not? Right. That you must deny the truth. Well, let's let's do that all through society. Let's deny the truth because some. If there's any emotional impact whatsoever right. on anything, then you can't say the truth. 
And and not only, but uh, you know, suicide was the ultimate extent that they took it to. But you remember when Ben Shapiro was on which doctor, Doctor Dr. Drew, Drew. Doctor mm-hmm. Drew, mm-hmm. and uh, he con- confronted the uh, transgender woman and said, you know, biologically you're not there. And there were all these other guests, these Hollywood guests that were on the panel. And then he wanted to beat up Ben Shapiro. Right. He said, see, you don't want the discussion. You just want you anger. And right. the rest of the panel agreed with the transgender woman, not because they didn't believe that Ben Shapiro was correct, but by telling the truth, Ben Shapiro upset the transgender woman and so that was wrong. Yeah. If you That was their excuse. Right. They basically was, looked at Ben and said, You knew you were gonna make the transgender right. angry. Why did you do that? By the way, how how condescending is that? I know. I know. And that's that's the insanity that we're dealing with. And by the way, and I use this all the time. Anybody are you know, well, you know, the Republicans I go, look, stop there. The Democrats to a T, we went back and looked yesterday at, at the actual vote, uh, and it was 222 Democrats, mm-hmm. and I believe there was either 222 or 223 Democrats mm-hmm. in 2021 when they voted the, to the, for the Equality Act. Now, it never got through the Senate, right. but almost 99 point, it was either 100% or 99.9% of Democrats voted that a man can be a woman because the man says so. Right. That's how in, so if you are that delusional, then how can you trust them on any other topic that exists out there? If that's their belief system, how can they be trusted on anything? If they are willing to lie to the American public publicly on something that is so obviously biological science, what else won't they lie about? Well, I mean, gosh, uh, we talk about uh, things being taught to kids in classrooms. What are they teaching in biology? How long before biology is outlawed? How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Or we just adopt our version of biology. This is our interpretation of biology, exactly the way the Obama administration said this is our interpretation of Title IX. Well, again... When it comes to civil rights, if anybody can belong to a protected class simply by saying so, then there are no protected classes. Yeah. Oh, my favorite story of the week. Not, I have a ton of favorite stories, but one of my favorite stories of the week was the story on colleges, on Ivy League colleges. Yeah. That yeah. Then now people are being told... Shh, don't put that on. Don't put your college or university don't, at all. Don't put that the name of it on your resume. Now, you, here's you, the thing. You, you may not get hired because if you go to an Ivy League university, you will be then viewed as being privileged and nobody needs to know what university you went to. Now, what if I go and say I, I got a PhD from an Ivy League university and, you know, or, or I just say I have a PhD and I don't put the university there. They have to follow up with the university to confirm it. I guess they would, would they not? They, right. they it, unless they well, don't have any hiring not standards. If, not if you have the firefighter mentality of the Democrats in Connecticut. Mm. Let's just throw out. If you're going to throw out qualifications, 
for firefighters. Why not for doctors? Or anybody can be a doctor. Ah, what about this? Don't list your college at all. Don't list that you went because eventually it's going to get to where, well, we'll find out that some people went to an Ivy League. Well, then what what inside the workplace? You can't put your, uh, you know, whatever school you went to, you can't uh, wear a sweatshirt on a casual Friday or you can't <laughs> put your graduation picture at your desk. None you, of that. You can't you can't attend their games. What about your degree? <laughs> a lot of people will hang those on the wall in their yeah. office. But that's the ultimate that. That now you have the woke corporations not wanting you to put where you got your degree from. But the thing is, if an Ivy League is privileged, then this is like the next dangerous dog. Then, once you remove that, the fact that you went to college makes you privileged. That's, that's my earlier That will point. have to be removed. That's my earlier point. Then high school will have you, to be removed. Right. Then nursery school will eventually well, have to be removed. Or, and daycare. Your experience. I have five years experience. You're privileged. Mm, you, nope. You don't get to do that. Do what? <laughs> it says right here, must have at least two years experience. I have five. Whoa, whoa. Stop flexing, dude. You're triggering me. <laughs> you can't do that here. That is not acceptable. <laughs> Five years experience. <laughs> we said at least two. Experience will get you not hired. Yeah. Because you're too privileged. Yeah, you can get out right now. We're not doing this. <laughs> you go had... flex somewhere else. But, but I worked. That's privilege. Except for us because we don't want to go to work. <laughs> it says here you had two jobs at one time. <laughs> My mind's about to explode. I'm going to hire you just to fire you. How dare you? 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. If you like listening to Red Eye On Demand, we have more of Eric Harley and... It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye, thinking about how both uh, Obama and Biden said, you know, that we will have the most transparent, we have the most transparency <laughs> of any government. We will do this because the American, blah, 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 blah. And, and for Biden, it's, we will have the most transparent government in the history of the United States, unless my lawyers tell me not to. Well, the truth is, we can see right through them. The problem is, it's for them, it's not the kind of transparency they're talking about. This is the, uh, you know, the, the problem going forward is that eventually, I, I don't know, I thought about it. Remember when uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, during the Trump years, they just stopped doing the daily briefings mm -hmm. for a while? Do they... Do they try that at the Biden White House? Hey, you guys are up to speed. We're good. If anything needs to come out, we'll we'll let you know. We'll issue a statement. 
We'll just issue a paper statement. Okay, I went to whitehouse.gov. There are no live streaming events. Check back soon. Yeah. Oh, does right. that mean now? Right, yeah. Okay, that means yeah. now. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking to see if there's going to, because that, <laughs> I, I wait for that every day, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, okay. It's like almost, well, I know I mean, we're not, I'm not, I'm not doing it to learn anything. It's not that I'm, I, I have this curiosity mm-hmm. that I'm going to learn something. It's purely entertainment. No, it's more of a morbid curiosity as to, okay. man, how are they going to get out of this one? Because there really is no answer to that. Because they should have stayed with one answer all along, and they couldn't do that. Their non-answer kept changing, and the press kept getting louder and louder and louder. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when you want if you can't listen live overnight. Well, 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 well. Finally, the president speaks. You know, the only I will answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about we're talking about what's going on and the american people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that <laughs> the funny thing is huh have you seen that video and and we'll we'll play how how he how he completes that but i had to stop it there mm. because he is becoming Corinne jean-pierre He's talking, and the reason he says nothing is his head's down, and he's got this little notebook, and he's, like, looking in the notebook for what to say because yeah. the lawyers, yeah. he's only going to say what the lawyers told him, right. and I'm going to play it again, it, it, but that's that's why he's actually doing it, and he's stalling because he's trying to find something in the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go. And the question they're asking is about the top secrets. You know, the only I, I will answer the question, but here's the deal. He opens you up know, the book. What quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here. We're talking about we're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. Uh-huh. No, they don't. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> it's I'm telling you, it's great because. He goes down, he opens up this notebook, and then there's like a sleeve in it, and he's going through the papers in it. Like, I'm trying to figure out what I've got to say here. Yeah. Uh, and then then he finishes with this. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Oh, you're a 
pound yeah. the notebook on the podium? Yeah. Yeah, he's not happy. He's being scripted. Wow. And then he turns around and kind of stares blankly into nobody's eyes. Yeah, that was weird. And then Governor Newsom realizes, oh, hold on, we've lost him. We've lost him. And he starts to walk toward him. It is a, uh, it really is a cluster. It is just mishandled at every turn. Seriously, how does it get this bad? How does it get this bad? So here's what we learned over the last uh, roughly 36 hours, I guess. The Washington Post had a story. By the way, the way that they wrote the story, you know, they try to candy coat this. They acknowledge it's a problem. But just the words that they used in the Washington Post version, it just they're just trying to candy coat this whole thing. But they point out, though, in the timeline, that the first documents found early November, it was December 20th before the second set of documents was found at the Biden home. Why did it take that long? To think of doing that search. Or did they? Here's my question. Did they already know they were going to find these documents? Did Was there a conversation between early November? Because you're not going to just, even if you're his personal lawyers, you're not going to say to a sitting president, especially this sitting president. Hey, we need to go to your house and your vacation home and anywhere else and uh, look for more documents. We need to make sure we get ahead of this. That you're not going to say to Joe Biden. So what you do say is, sir, we found some documents at your University of Pennsylvania office and they knew that right away. And then... Did it take several weeks for him to go, oh, there might be some others? Because the DOJ wasn't in charge of the search. His personal lawyers were, and that's his house. I'm wondering if they actually even did the search themselves. If Biden just said, oh, well, let's go ahead and we know this stuff is going to leak. By the way. That was before CBS called. CBS called, I think I had the dates earlier a little bit off. CBS calls the White House January 6th and January 9th, CBS goes with the story. But January 6th, they had already found the 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 second batch at the house. That happened before Christmas. But they didn't tell CBS that on January 6th. And CBS on January 9th didn't report that. Because they weren't told that. Why? This whole thing is botched. Well, that's so yeah, badly. That, that's the 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 worst thing. Well, not there's a ton of everything is worse. <laughs> it's all it's, it, all, it's worse. all worse. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just for a week they haven't over a week they haven't answered anything. Remember, it was last week that Biden said. 
God willing, will be, you know, answering it. He's answered nothing. All they've, they've taken the fifth. They've told the American public we're taking the fifth. Why do you take the fifth? You take the fifth to protect yourself from criminal prosecution and criminal liability. That's why you take the fifth. Because there's not only a there, there, there's a there, 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 and there. Wow. I'd, I'd do that if I, you know, the president said there's no there, there, but there, but there were, there were a total of four <laughs> doc, theirs. Doc, 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 a total of four theirs. Here are the theirs. This place, this place, this place, just go through it, whatever, and then just see how she responds to that. The other story was the Secret Service. Now, listen to this. This is the one thing you want government gobbledygook. That's what you got from the Secret Service. The Secret Service came out and said, okay, we'll be able to release some names hmm. uh, and visitor records from Biden's residence. And here's what their explanation was, why they originally said no. While the Secret Service claims not to keep visitor logs for everyone who entered Biden's home, the Secret Service does keep records of those who come into contact with the locations the agency protects. I'm going to say that again. While the Secret Service claims not to keep visitor logs of everyone who entered Biden's home, the Secret Service does keep records of those who come into contact with the locations the agencies the agency protects, which would be Biden's home. Yeah. Like we said from the get-go, if they're not doing that, We've also got a Secret Service problem. It's those logs the Secret Service is willing to turn over to Congress. So while the Secret Service says we don't keep visitor logs of everyone who enters Biden's home, we do keep records of those who come into contact with Biden's home. Yeah, I, I, they, I, I don't know why you would want to split hairs like that. Uh, well, because of the locations, uh, you mean there's part of the home? Oh, here's uh, no. I I guess what it is, mm. they don't. Uh, yeah, okay. They they uh, they monitor who goes into the house, but not the garage. Garage is locked, Jack. Yeah, they don't go into the garage because that's locked because the president's vet is in there. Yeah, it's not like it's out on the street, right? So is that like, what they're talking like, like I, Hunter? I, I don't know what they're trying to say. I don't you know, know. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like they're walking it back after they said, oh, we don't keep a log. And everybody in the world knows you're the Secret Service. And they go, oh, oh, you mean that log? Oh, yeah, that log we keep. Yeah, no, no, we no, you can. Yeah, yeah, no, we. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. There was no way. Who was it that wrote about it first? Was it Andrew McCarthy? Not first, but I mean, he. We mentioned him early on. It's like, of course, the Secret Service. Yeah, exactly. Keeps and and we went further and said because if they're not doing that, we've got a no, huge problem. No, with Brian. The Secret Service. Brian, we're spinning my ear, but not when it was rented. Well, no, they would. But that's not. They're 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 not talking about who was visiting when. Hunter right. Biden was renting from his father and his father. Because right. at that point, if he's running to Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden doesn't have the Secret Service protection. Right. And, and former so, vice presidents don't get Secret Service detail either. Right. 
So during that time, we understand that's not going to be a part of it. But we can certainly learn from the part that they do know. Right. And being told, well, we don't we don't keep that. You're the Secret Service. Of course you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, we met. We do keep that. Because now you look at the what, you know, we'll we'll mix in again the Washington Post story from Wednesday evening. And the fact that there was a concerted effort, this, what was it, silent understanding <laughs> between the DOJ and and the Biden camp. Yeah. That this would be hush hush until they realized it was going to leak. Well, then January 6th. CBS is on the phone. It's leaked. That's why Andrew McCarthy said, uh, seriously, they, you know, they, if you, if you talk about who didn't handle classified records correctly, who right. should be charged with a felony, right. it's a Department of Justice. Right. That if you could charge them, they deserve to be charged. Right. Because they were reckless with national security secrets. Yep. Wow. I mean, this is so bizarre. Well, because, this is just and, the and most it's, bizarre thing. It is honestly. You've you've just it's like setting Edward Scissorhands loose. <laughs> Everywhere he turns, he's just slashing everything and it's a mess. There's I don't know how you fix it. Hoping it will go away. Eight six six ninety red eye. Last year, the USDA's Forest Service selected 10 western landscape areas for special projects designed to reduce the risk to communities there from devastating wildfires. Today, we intend to expand on that effort. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack telling reporters that USDA has identified an additional 11 landscapes that span 66 high-priority In seven western states, he says because of the work that will be done in those fire sheds. Around 200 communities in the western U.S. will see a mitigated fire risk as a result. This made possible because of $490 million from the Inflation Reduction Act plus funds from the bipartisan infrastructure law. However, Vilsack said those bills were only furnishing short-term funding for the huge amount of work of wildfire mitigation work that needs to be done. This is going to require a long-term commitment that spans a number of years. We didn't get into this circumstance overnight. And he said we won't get out of it overnight either. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Shop at iowa80.com for the best selection of everything for your truck. Bumpers, fenders, toolboxes, lights, interior, and more. iowa80.com, your trucking accessory superstore. Most folks just stick with the diesel engine oil they know. Because why sweat the details? But you don't. You're one of those who'd make the switch. And we're talking to you. Senex Maxtron Synthetic Diesel Engine Oils give you the smartest oil... It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. 
You were fact-checking you? Yeah, I was fact-checking <laughs> me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he would have gotten Secret Service details six months, up to six months after he left office as vice president. And, of course, we know that as a nominee, and that changed with uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the law that changed the Secret Service detail uh, for presidents. Remember when Bush was leaving office, George W. Bush was leaving office, the law was that they were no longer going to extend out for life the Secret Service detail for a former president, which most people thought, well, that's crazy. And they fixed that with the law. And they also extended it out for six months for former vice presidents and their families uh, for six months after they leave office. So that bill back in 21 must not have passed because there was the protecting vice presidents act that would grant secret service protection for any former vice president and their spouse for life, as well as their children until age 16. It was introduced into the house on January 19th after January 6th and the whole Pence thing mm-hmm. as bill number HR 368. But they don't say whether that passed or not. Yeah, I don't remember that that uh, if that passed or not. We'll double check that. But he also would have gotten protection uh, when he became uh, the nominee. The bill had not, the bill had not at that point attracted attracted any, or attracted excuse me any co sponsors. Right. Yeah. So and it was awaiting a potential. Which seems kind of odd to me, frankly. What that a vice that, president that, that a vice it. president wouldn't get that Secret Service detail for life. Well, remember, in 2008, they were going to cut it out. Yeah, that's, that's what I was yeah, saying. That's yeah, was, why that it was, act it was, in 2008 right, it was, it was, was to make sure that that stayed. I, I remember talking in, about it, and place. I said, for God's sake, you have, they have you, to get it for you life. Have to. I would say the same thing yeah. for vice presidents. I don't know yeah. why they that wouldn't be the case. And and the reason that I would say it is because we live in a whole different age when, when if, uh, you know, uh, a foreign terrorist group wants to get you, they can get you. Yes, access it, and, right. and movement now in our society. There's, right. I mean, there, there, I, there are um, numerous ways that people can move about. And we also live in an age when those that hold those offices uh, are, are going to be uh, quite likely more active in the public eye. And the awareness of of their activity is also going to be higher because of social media, 24-hour cable news, and everything else. So I don't know why we don't have that in place. That should be the case for vice presidents as well as former presidents. But uh, but he would have the uh, certainly the uh, detail up, you know, through that six-month period after he left office as vice president and the 120 days out. Uh, before the 2020 election as the nominee. So, you know, that's where you start. Because the question is, I mean, shouldn't the American people know everything? We don't have to Mm -hmm. know the classified material, of course, but we get to see that through our elected representatives who have the oversight and who have the clearance to see that. And that's how that works. Well, politically, because a couple of weeks from now, the president's going to give his State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. I don't see much changing in this. And as this goes along and hearings start with Republicans, mm. they're going to be talking about 
the Hunter Biden connection, yeah. influence yeah. peddling. Yeah. And that's why I believe we'll have some of the new polls that are out, uh, the new poll that is out. But the polls show the American public believes by the majority of the American public this quick after this has started believe that he's done something wrong. And I do believe it's number one because of the Trump thing, especially for you know Republicans because Trump got hit. Well, then Biden did the same thing. And so they're going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are a significant number of people now that are paying attention because the Hunter Biden laptop stories been out there for such a long time. Right. Where people yeah. know that story. And the fact they've tied in, you know, the Biden Penn Center to the fact that Hunter Biden was involved in that. And the most damaging thing politically there is the tens of millions of dollars Closing in, uh, probably getting close to a hundred million dollars of of uh, of money donated, and a significant portion of that dark money from anonymous Chinese donors. Mm-hmm. That does not sit well no. for the American public. No. No. They're not stupid. They're not like, oh, you're getting tens of millions of dollars from anonymous Chinese donors. Why would they want to give that to you? What service are you providing for them? individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800-312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. If you're 45 and over, listen up tonight. Colon cancer untreated can take your life. Get it right, get screened. No time to be silent. Take a home test or hit your health care provider. Colon cancer in the black and brown community. No joke. Chill on the alcohol. Ease up on the smoke. Realize there's hope, but you got to catch it early, though. Without a health screen, and you won't even know. Get tested. Pay attention to the signs. 
talk to your doctor and check your behind. What's coming in and what's coming out? Healthy eating is always the best route. I suggest you talk to your family in a circle and screaming and proactive and it won't hurt you. We all want to live our lives the best we could be. Go check your colon. Peace, I'm Chuck D. Save lives, save lives, and peep the people meaning of the cancer. And get a screening. Save lives, save lives, take control of your health. Get knowledge for yourself and it's the real wealth. Save lives, save lives, and peep the deeper meaning of the cancer. And get a screening. Save lives, save lives, I'm going to tell you the deal. Colon cancer is real. StandUpToCancer.org slash colon cancer. Furnished by StandUpToCancer. The Bonus Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Yeah, so the uh, the polling not good for this, and, and the, how fast the polls have moved, moved in this tribal political time that we're in right now is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and there may be, as we said, a variety of reasons, but we brought you the poll yesterday that showed almost two-thirds of Americans believe that uh, uh, President Biden inappropriately handled classified materials. In this one from Quinnipiac, which normally skews left just understand that 60 mm-hmm. percent of americans believe joe biden inappropriately handled classified materials relating to ukraine iran and the united kingdom according to the wednesday quinnipiac poll only 22 percent of americans say biden acted appropriately um let me see moreover 71 percent of americans believe biden's mishandling of classified documents is serious of the 71 percent Thirty-nine percent say it's very serious, and thirty-two percent somewhat serious. Only seven percent say it's not serious uh, at all. So those numbers, when you combine them with the poll yesterday, was it the Harvard Harris poll? No, no, it was the YouGov poll. Hmm. It was the YouGov poll yesterday. Uh, and again, neither of those conservative or Republican pollsters at all. That's one that showed it uh, two-thirds of uh, of Americans uh, believe that the uh, president inappropriately handled. Uh, uh, classified documents, including 52% of Democrats. Hmm. So this thing is extremely powerful. And the messaging coming out of the White House and the Department of Justice every single day is making it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And so it will be interesting to see what happens today and what happens next week. Now, you know that... Committee hearings probably will start here in the next month. And you're not going to get answers from, you know, you think about it, the White House has made it clear, we're not going to answer any of your questions. The press is furious. CNN ran a piece yesterday and about how livid the press is. Now, we laugh because except for a, Slim majority of the White House press corps, maybe Pete Ducey, New York Post, Real Clear Politics, a couple of other. I don't know if Newsmax has a reporter there or whatever. The vast majority have been dealing with lies and questions not being answered and condescension coming from the podium from Corrine Jean-Pierre. And since they're political activists, they've been fine with it. There are a number of theories that we have brought to you as to why the press has changed. They're all theories. Some may call them conspiracy theories. 
But the fact is, the only thing we know is the press has drastically changed. Whether it's because they want Biden out, whether you just after after being accused of being political activists, you want to prove yourself. I, I don't know. I you know that you're not. I don't know. All I know is everything has changed in that room. Well, and that's it. And, you know, we're not the all night show that gets into the conspiracy theories. Um, but it's clear <laughs> that the Illuminati is in control. <laughs> well, the extraterrestrials are saving us. They're going to save the planet. They are. Remember, they're going to use lasers. Oh, my gosh. You know, we I think you first brought this up this week about California and all the rain they got. Saying, mm-hmm. saying, it's all going into the ocean. Yep. They're not saving any of it. Nope. And we talked about the fact that here in Texas, if you ever land at DFW Airport, you'll see all these lakes. And whenever people land, they tell me, wow, how wonderful. You know, I didn't know Texas had so many lakes. Well, they're all man-made. We only have one real lake, and that's on the border of Louisiana and Texas. Mm-hmm. Everything you see is man-made. All those massive lakes, all man-made. Number one for f- flood control. Number two for water storage. Mm-hmm. Number three for recreation. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. And you brought it up about California going, wow, they've just wasted it again. How much? Well, the rain that fell on California in recent weeks could have supplied the state's water needs for 10 years if it had been captured and stored. Wow. Unfortunately, most of the water is being left to drain to the Pacific Ocean. California, uh, I love these numbers here, Mm. received some 32 trillion gallons of water in three weeks because of the storms across the state. According to Fox, in 2014, the state used 42 million acre feet or about 1.4 trillion gallons annually, according to the Desert Sun. Uh, Citing the U.S. Geological Survey, a more recent figure from the USGS suggests the state uh, withdraws up to 28,800 gallons per day or about $1 trillion per year from the environment. It doesn't sound like a lot. No, it doesn't. Given that the state only taps half of its water supply for human uses, about 16 trillion gallons of the rain that fell on California in the last few weeks could theoretically be directed to human use. Oh, okay. I see what they're saying. Okay. Well, which would require and would or would have required years and years of planning uh, for the infrastructure to lead to the storage of that water. And by the way, from the same people that are complaining that the oceans are rising. You just let this run off to the ocean. <laughs> now we're going to be very, very quiet that probably a lot of the water evaporated from the ocean into the clouds and then was dropped back down Don't again. bring your science here, sir. You stop flexing with your science. Because we're not adding, we're not adding water to the, to the earth. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from outer space. Mm-hmm. The water and whatever. How do you know? Water in whatever form. Well, let me ask Al Gore. Water in, excuse me, John Kerry. Water in whatever form it comes in, vapor, liquid, or ice is here on the planet mm-hmm. Earth. Mm-hmm. So it may be moved around, but. I'm it, just using their arguments. 
The oceans are rising. Oh, I know. They're I also know, boiling, though. I but know. if they're boiling, that means that some of that steam is going into the air and will bring rain. <laughs> and I'm just going to sit along the coast and get some fresh lobster. <laughs> uh, just uh, dinner served. Uh, that'll boil I, you. You know, I just, I, you know, we're almost done with the week, and all I just want to say is idiots. Yeah. No, it is. But the point we're trying to make is the fact that you, there are ways, you know, we talk about the, you know, the drought that they've had in California and everything else. There are ways. Now, again, it may not be, you know, this this would be something that would take decades after decades, but they stopped doing it. And and we're they, talking they, about mitigation. Yes, this is, this right. is you know, the, the realization. And, and again, I think they use the, the proper word here, theoretically, but, but realistically, had they, uh, you know, continued planning or, or put into motion the planning and then the execution of building the infrastructure for the storage of of water, that would, again, help California deal right. with droughts down the road. There are solutions is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. It, it's not as if it's all hopeless, as they would wish you to believe. Right. It's all hopeless because of climate change. Right. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, cure everything, but you work to the extent possible that you can mitigate. And they refuse to do that. And finally, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is pleading with President Biden to fairly distribute migrants released mm. into the United States across all cities and towns. Oh. During okay. his speech at the U.S. Conference of Mayors this week, Adams urged the Biden administration to take a series of actions to include amnesty for all illegal immigrants living in the United States. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, the amnesty, of course, is a huge part of it for Democrats. But on the redistribution of migrants front, my question is, well, what do you mean by that, Mayor? I, it it sounds quite xenophobic to well, me. Well, uh, it is, of course. And we'll just use that because they use that but from the Democrat standard. Exactly. It sounds they're, very it's out of their xenophobic. Playbook. That's if they're going to do that, then yes. then they'd have to abide by their own rules. We think maybe not, but how are you going? How would you do that, Mayor? Are you saying, well, sorry, uh, we've reached our our limit here. Uh, the, the, there's only so many people that can fit into Poughkeepsie. The rest of you will have to go over. You're going to divide. And and then would you force them, mandate that they go to a certain town? How does that work? Oh. Even distribution. Oh, wait a minute. That means the government decides where people go. Because in the case of Texas and, and, uh, and Florida and Arizona and the city of El Paso, uh, Democrat mayor, uh, the it wasn't it was voluntary. In other words, do you want to go to these places that we're taking these buses? Yes, but the mayor here is implying Mayor Adams is Im- implying that when you say even distribution, the only way to accomplish that is by forcing it people would be to go forced. to certain yes. areas. Indentured servitude, you slave slave trade, whatever. Yeah, you, you can't go to. Uh, Arizona, we've already filled up, 
you know, the quota for Arizona, whatever it would be, whatever, uh, you get to go to Virginia. You get to go to Utah. You and you get must to go stay to, there. Right. <laughs> you get to go to God. Reno. You can't. Well, you you create a circular firing squad no matter what you do here. Well, why would you even float that idea? But you see, Adams isn't saying close the border. No, he's not. Right. He's no. simply saying, you know, uh, other other uh, cities should share. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, this this shows that the biggest number that have been uh, sent to New York have come from the Biden administration. Yeah. Right. That's great. Um, That's great, though. I mean, it's like. And by the way, he's uh, was it Mayor Adams yesterday also that was saying Texas needs to send money to New York. They need to pay. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That ain't happening. Well, if you're talking about uh, a city that's a sanctuary city, you're saying you wouldn't use resources to cooperate with federal authorities, but you want another state to use their resources to cooperate with you who have said you will not abide by federal law right after you created (laughs) sanctuary policy well he himself didn't literally do that but he was part of the he supports the group he supports supports it it. and is not calling for the end of it no no if now if you say fairly uh redistributed voluntarily to all uh sanctuary cities yeah right Ah, there you go. No. There, we have the solution. <laughs> the volunteer, I would say, of course, voluntarily. I don't want to force people to go anywhere. I don't want, I don't want the government to force anyone. To, unless they're here illegally, we could force them to go back to their country of origin and come here legally. But we are talking migrants. And because of the policy in place right now, the ones that we're talking about are technically here legally at the moment yes the 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 thing is is that you uh, mr mayor you don't want to send them uh to other cities because there's no there there they're where they want to be and, and i think that uh with uh the governor of new york mm-hmm. worried about people leaving mm-hmm I think these states where people are leaving and they're concerned about that should be the first place we offer to migrants, especially these yeah. places where people are leaving. Well, no, that's a great point. The, are leaving the, These places where people are leaving probably have a greater percentage of sanctuary areas or states to begin with, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, right. yep. and so they're losing population, yep. and this is a way to help you. No, this, I think it does help. Uh, because it, uh, it it it's helping to repopulate areas where the billionaires left, <laughs> and and others left, and and now you'll have people that. By the way, as far as we know, I don't know about the federal program. I, I guess it's voluntary. I I don't have that information in front of me. I know in the case of Texas. They're saying it was voluntary. It was, or, or and Florida and Arizona. Uh, those governors were saying no. That the program was voluntary. It Anybody is, who yeah. wanted to go there, I'm assuming. Well, if it wasn't the cases, if it wasn't, there would have been a lawsuit already. To I, stop I'm, it. Yeah, would have been I'm assuming injunction. it is voluntary. Yes. Yeah. So it's repopulating New York. Eight six six ninety red eye. 
Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Personalized savings on commercial... Yo, he's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So here we go. I mean, it's a, it's a Friday. Where's this going to go? But I'm telling you, this week, I mean, whether it's the Biden administration, the, you know, themselves that are just come off completely and totally incompetent and claiming the fifth, and then the Department of Justice and what's going on there, this is completely messed up. Yeah, it is. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.